is episode number 38 of After the Checkers with Kyle Hall, and I am Kyle Hall, and I welcome in a good buddy of mine, a race car guy, a sponsor guy, and just an all-around good guy, Jim Urseth. How are you doing, Jim? Doing great. How about you? Awesome. I'm fantastic. So, uh, Jim is a is a uh, super stock, I'm going to call you a part-time super stock racer, um, uh, number 64 on your, on your schedules, and... Um, and so he's, tell us about how you got started in, in racing, Jim. Well, uh, I have zero family that's uh, raced. Um, I just took it, uh, like doing it, watching as a teenager. Um, my cousin and I would go to the races in Grand Forks every weekend, never missed them. And tried it for about uh, three or four weeks as a high school kid. Uh, my coaches weren't very excited about it. And <laughs> and uh, my wallet wasn't very excited about it, so I quit. Uh, and then uh, when I was 40 years old, I was at the county fair in Warren, Minnesota, and I saw a super stock going by that said for sale. And I turned to my now ex-wife, but uh, kid's mom, and I said, you know, I always wanted to see what I could do with racing, you know. And she said, why don't you buy that car? So I did, and uh, uh, we lovingly called it the potato because it said across the back, powered by potatoes. And oh, nice. I think it was Tim Johnson was power washing it and, and just put left the word potato on it. So that's what <laughs> it. So that, and to this day, people in that circle, when I first started, they know that when we refer to the potato, exactly. that was this car. <laughs> I remember I was so proud of it and I show up at the at North Central Speedway and Tim comes walking by and starts laughing. That was when I met Tim Johnson. He's yeah. laughing at my car. Right. That, that <laughs> makes perfect sense, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was that was it. And then I've retired, I think, three times, four times. Yeah, exactly. Taking a year yeah. or two or four off, and I'll miss it and come back and, you know, get out there. And, and, and actually, my very next question is, you, you're, you're kind of a very on again, off again, and that, I would imagine, is a work schedule thing, right? You, you have a, a very demanding career i'm going to not call it a job because you own everything that you do but but you're you're it's very demanding and time consuming what you do yeah you know i've got a competitive streak so i'll have days when i you know i'm out there on the track and i i get uh, a little frustrated i've got a brand new car brand new everything this year and uh not really having time to test and tune it i'm testing tuning during a heat race right and uh I uh, generally, if I'm going to start, I, every now and then I'll break my own rule about starting in the back on the feature because, you know, you can only test and tune so long you want to start passing people. And, and uh, so that has resulted in my brand new car not looking brand new. Uh, <laughs> so this past Sunday, as you know, I went out and I completed a lap and a half right. and uh, discovered something about the car that I didn't like, pulled it in after I got passed by everybody and put it on the trailer before the before the feature or the feature started, race yeah. backup. Yeah. Yep. No. So, but uh, it, was, it was fun to see on the track for a minute anyways. <laughs> a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so what what about racing kind of keeps you because you, you'll be gone for three, four years at a time and then all of a sudden, hey, I think that's Jim Ursat out there. Yeah, you know, it's it's just missing seeing it in the shop and you know, listening to, I mean I get just a big kick out of starting it and yeah. Let it run in the shop, you know, getting the smell of it. But uh, no, I, I miss it. I, I, um, there's been some times, I, the longest break I took was four years. I was living primarily in Florida and I was coming back um, to see the kids, you know, at least every other weekend and usually more than that. 
but they lost interest in going to the races. And so I, you know, I, I wasn't coming back to race. I was coming back to see my kids. So I, right. I hung it up and then it got to the point where they, I was back full time and they became teenagers and it's like, Hey, want to do something? No. So <laughs> I started racing again a little bit and, and, uh, and then got a little frustrated and threw my hands in the air and said, you know, I'm going to get out of this. I got other things to do and, and, uh, retired again. And then two years later, I really miss racing back in it again. Oh, yeah. 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 So well, and now you've pulled some other guys in your, your, one of your business partners, Mark has been coming with you and, yeah. and trying his hand at getting some tear offs dirty. Yeah. 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 Mark, uh, I've known Mark for 27 years and he's a wild man. He's, I'm 50, I'll be 57 in, in another month. Uh, he just turned 52. He probably doesn't want me to advertise that, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, I guess neither one of us have completely grown up and, and, uh, he's, he's just elated to be out there. Um, yeah. he, if he's getting lapped and he practically wants to wave at everybody as they go by, you know, he's just having the biggest blast. Yeah. So I remember those days, you know, Oh, absolutely. And it's, yeah. we need more guys like yourself oh, yeah. and like him that are willing to come in and, yeah. and you know, maybe not be on the top of the podium every night, but, but be having fun, man. You know, it's, hey, it's what it's about. And we're contributing to the car count. Absolutely. So you, you points chasers, you better appreciate us. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if there's only five guys out there, we don't get max points. And so exactly. nice. I'm but, bringing two. So. Exactly. We, well, it's, it's appreciated that it's, it's uh, from my point of view up in the, in the announcer's tower, it's, it's, it's way nicer to have a, a 15 or 16 or 20 yeah. car count than it is to have five it's it's tough oh, yeah. To, yeah. it's tough to watch it's tough to announce it's i would imagine it's no fun to race in kind of a thing it's well it's it, more fun it when isn't. there's a lot of people you know it's more fun when there's a lot of cars yeah. i could say that I, I wouldn't mind a couple of those while i'm trying to figure out my car oh, you're testing um, yeah yeah because you know just trying to figure it out as i go along and you know with a lot of competitors out there it's it's gets a little frustrating. Yeah, you don't want to wreck your stuff or anybody else's stuff either. So. Uh, yeah, I really don't want to wreck anybody else at all, and, right. and I certainly don't want to wreck my own. But I, I'm out there to have fun, and 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 if I'm competitive, I'm going to compete. But if I'm yeah. not, you know, I don't want people running into me, and and uh, you know, you kind of I should have a dash cam for some of the things that I've watched back there with you. Yeah, those the guys like Mark, who I told just keep your line. Don't wreck any race for anybody. Don't be a factor in the race. Right. Yep. Um, and then, uh, uh, then I watched some of that where where when we started to figure out how to go faster, but we surely really don't know how to hold our lines. Uh, and so you're back there with those guys, and you want to get by them, but you don't. I don't dare because they're gonna, you know, smash me you're, up. There's gonna really be some pit. some hurt feelings and some wrecked tin. That's for sure. So yeah, if I had a, if I had a pit crew that could help out, I just you know we don't really you know. It's going to be doing all the mechanics right times two right now. Mark's helping, but but I do have a funny story on that yeah. first full race that I ever raced. Um, because I raced the tail end of the I raced at the Mighty Axe and then the motor seized up on the potato. So oh, I got race of it. Yeah. But um, so the next year, no, it was, it was that same year. Went to Alexandria, and I'm of course everyone's Eric and everyone goes, Oh, you should draw on. Go ahead and draw. I draw front row. Oh, great. All right. So I'm front row outside. Well, I've never been sprayed with mud yet. I haven't done anything, you know, and we get the green flag go down the straightaway and I suddenly get a face full and I go right off turn one. Oh, so, <laughs> so anyway, now I'm starting in the back of the feature and I'm just struggling. I went off the track uh, once 
And then the second time on off the track, I'm looking, of course, when you go off the track, you're looking at the sky when you're coming back up. Yeah, especially in Alexandria. I pin it to get up and Steve Beach is leading by about eight car lengths. And I come up right out of turn one and T-boned him. Took him right ah! out of the face. Take it <laughs> later, later, I felt obligated to buy his toter. Yeah, but, uh, well, perfect. Yeah, yeah. but that was, that was so funny. That's our first, uh, my first introduction to being booed. Yeah, I would imagine. I, yeah, that's uh, that's where you get a, a visit back at your trailer right afterwards. Oh, yeah, and we did. Yeah, yep. I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so the the reason you're on the show is yep. uh, you're you're one of our newest sponsors. Uh, well, the newest sponsor on my show, which I in, very much appreciate. And and I, you and I have talked about what what is your company? It's called Irma. Mm -hmm. um, uh, E-R-M-A is how, is how that's spelled. And you've explained to me what you do and it's still like, it's very thick in this area here. Yeah. And so explain to us exactly what, like Irma is this massive umbrella of things, yeah. but the part that, that we think is gonna apply to, to racing the most, yeah. explain what that is. Yeah, um, well, Employees Risk Management Association, um, and it does cover a lot of uh, umbrella of the companies that uh, that I have. Uh, the one that I, the part of it that I think uh, fits racing the most uh, is the recent merger with Mark Nolt's uh, company, Admin 2000, and uh, we do a DOT compliance. Um, so what we will do is we're on the on the side of the the, the, the customer, the people that are getting the fines, trying to help them uh, do a mock audit. Uh, uh, we can do a full-on uh, everything to a, a full-on managed. If it's a large trucking operation, uh, can manage the driver files, the vehicle files, and so forth. So they don't have to hire somebody to do that. But basically, keeps them. Uh, we keep our customers on the right side of the DOT so that they don't sure. get these big fines. And right. uh, and so people who you know oftentimes don't think that they fall under DOT find yeah. out the hard way that that they do and. And so just sometimes a simple inquiry will, will answer those questions. Um, and Mark is more the expert in that uh, uh, field there, but, um, right. but they can inquire on the website. Um, they can ask for a phone call, you know, and hey, fellow racers are always, you know, eager to help, help right. out and answer any questions. And that's, so that's the part that we think is going to apply to racing in, yeah. uh, specifically is, if if you're if your toter's going down the road and there's a sponsor on the side of it, it needs to be DOT. Like you need to be following the rules and that sort yeah. of stuff. And and it's I didn't know isn't isn't an answer when the DOT guy pulls you over kind of thing. And so what you guys right. do or can do is come in and, and essentially do a DOT inspection exactly like they would do on the side of the road, but there's no yeah. consequences. It's right. just you need to get this. You need to do it that way. You need yeah. to have this logbook. You need to have this yeah. fire extinguisher, whatever kind of thing. So, yeah. And then, and then if they really don't want, if they go, well, you know, that's an awful lot of work to do. I really don't know how I'm going to get that done. We actually have the staff that does it for them. Oh, so, perfect. Awesome. Yeah. So we've got some, uh, some bigger clients that have, you know, maybe over a hundred, you know, trucks. Right. And uh, they just hire our firm to, uh, to do it all. And some of them once a week, you know, they're changing over drivers. So once they do on-site collections, um, they do, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. Uh, That's awesome. So it's, a, it's everything. So a, if you have a, 
a, a construction company that has heavy equipment or you have uh, uh, you know, a trucking firm or any kind of, you know, multi-passenger uh, transportation type sure. of thing. Uh, you know, those are things that uh, we hold your hand so that when the DOT pulls you over, you can laugh in their face. Right, exactly. You're not there for two hours getting tore apart. They're like, well, yeah. there's nothing. We're going to send yeah. you on your way. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. And so that leads me to my next thing. Your segment is going to be called the myirma.com rapid fire questions. And so. You guys can go to to wrap uh, my myirma.com and and contact Mark and contact Jim and and find out about the services that they offer and and make sure that that's good. So, uh, and I, I heard your your text there, so I know you got to get going here pretty quick. But so I have, I have five quick questions for you, and then we'll then we'll wind up. So, right. uh, so the, the very first ever myirma.com rapid fire questions goes to Irma. You're, we're calling you Irma. Um, so what is the strangest thing that you've ever eaten? Strangest thing I've ever eaten sober? Or, or? <laughs> nope, could, could be anything, yeah. <laughs> Gotta be PG, don't get rated X, but, but uh, the, the uh, strangest well, I was thing in the Philippines and, uh, and, and they served up some stuff that the staff out there wanted to take us out to some genuine Philippine stuff. And there was some crap in there. I didn't even know what it was. I think it was half a fish food. head. Oh, half a half a developed baby duck. It was, it was, you know, I tried it and not proud of it. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's a head scratcher there. Like I am no. out on, I I will I'll try some what I think is weird stuff, but my weird stuff is still food. Like not like don't eat the gut pile is what I always say. Like when you're out no. hunting and and the stuff you leave in the woods, <laughs> none, none of that's food. And so, uh, what is your favorite cartoon? Now you're, you're saying you're Bugs 57. Bunny. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm old. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I actually, Ren and Stimpy was pretty good, but I never Ren and saw Stimpy them. was pretty good, but you watched that with your kids, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. can't understand half of what they say in South Park. So I don't, uh, that it looks like it could be funny, but yeah, I'm there's, some adult, there's some adult, like family guy and those kinds of, those are pretty good. Cause I guess those are cartoons as well, but yeah, yeah mine are all old school, like, you know, Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner and, and uh, like all the Looney Tunes stuff and the Jetsons, Flintstones, all of those are pretty great from yeah. back in the day. Yeah. yeah. A lot that, of our listeners are not going to know what those are. Cartoons were on Saturday morning and you get up extra early yep. to watch cartoons and they were done and you had to wait till next week. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly you know. the way it was when I was a kid too. Yeah. 6 a.m. to about noon on Saturday yeah. was just cartoons and that was yeah. the only time you got cartoons. So. Yeah. But um, what what food that you that you eat regularly? What food would you give up and never eat again? Um, beef. Really? Yeah, it's just uh, it, it. I love it, but it doesn't sit right with me anymore. I guess that's part of being old. It just yep. uh, I eat it you know, like between three and three thirty or something. You know, but yep. No, I, and I love it, and I love to cook too. So I love to make it for others. And, and that, but uh, yeah, I, if someone said you can't eat, you know, something that I'd regularly eat, I'm not one for sweets or pastries. So right, take right. those away, I wouldn't cry. Right. But something I really love to eat would 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 be would beef. Be beef. That yeah, no sick. more prime rib, no more hamburgers. No. Yeah. No. All right. Well, that's, if I had to. 
yeah yeah luckily that's luckily it's just a question for now anyways yeah. i should have asked is that sober or not <laughs> exactly <laughs> everything should be framed in There's always two okay, different categories Jim, isn't there you're sober would you eat this no. yeah, exactly yeah not sober well, yeah um <laughs> so you're you're into your fifth decade of life what is what has been your your favorite decade of life so far so you get your we'll call it your your tens, yeah. your, your teens, your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. Well, I don't know. They've all got their highlights. I have not have to think about that one. I mean, being a kid is, is always remembered as being, you know, you know, you could fall off the roof and get up and walk away. You know, yeah. now, you know, you, you know, you slip in the bathtub and you're in the hospital. Breaking hip. Exactly. So I don't know. Um, I would have to say now I, I, I love when my kids were little. So probably the first uh, in my forties, Yep. Um, you know, when like, uh, in late thirties, uh, kids were, you know, doing stuff with the kids. Fun age. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a busy time, you know, and I was coaching, I coached football and wrestling and, and, and so you're busy, 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 and you're doing stuff with the kids. And then suddenly it's all over and it's like, wow, I'm free, which is nice too. But whenever I ran, I ran into my youngest son's friends at the gym today and I was like, Damn it, they, you know, they got a beard. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not such a kid anymore. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't know what mine would be. Like, there's, mine's, mine's one of those two things. If I could know now, if I could go back to, to 20s and know what mm. I know now, that would be my favorite decade is my 20s. But I don't know, man. They're, like you said, they've all got some goods and bads to it, so. I wouldn't survive again if I had to go relive my twenties. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this, the last of the rapid fire questions. Okay. In your Mount Rushmore, your class is the super stock class. Who is in your Mount Rushmore? The four best super stock drivers ever. <sighs> Tough question, right off the top. <laughs> Was not me. Um, <laughs> So no, I would. Uh, you know, I, I think that the uh, the the guys probably you know uh, Tim Johnson, Shane Sebraski, Dave Moss, and probably Kurt Myers. I mean, I don't know. You know, I would yep. have to say those are the four that when I started racing in 2004, they were the top dogs, and they still are. Yeah. Shane actually is the reason I went from number seven to a double digit number because when I retired, I was number seven. That was generally you know I didn't race much, but I was up there usually top five and yeah and uh come back after retiring and say oh shane's racing super stocks now so i guess i got to change my number because i don't want to be the other number seven the other seven. one getting lapped exactly. the one doing the lapping yeah. you know so yeah i uh i've kind That's of funny. bounced around till i decided i'm not going to change my number anymore i'm just going to be my birth year there you go so, 64 yeah. 64 hey, you it's are not going to change nope it so. isn't it isn't <laughs> i always love hearing that story too how people got their numbers so yeah. So yours is the birth year. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, one more thing I need to thank the, the first sponsors of the show is uh, Woody's Manufacturing and Woody's Racing. Thank you very much to for their support as well. Woody's Manufacturing, custom trailers. They've got, if you have a trailer of any sort that, that you haul something on, Woody's can help you out. Woody's Manufacturing down in Princeton and then Woody's Racing is your Sunoco fuel supplier all throughout Wissota land here as well. You can get uh, most of the people that have Sunoco at the track, they get it from Woody's uh, Racing. But if you if you want to buy it right from them, you can do that too. So both of those are available on Facebook. 
what he's manufacturing and what he's racing. Thank you for the support of the show. And the last thing of the show here, and then we'll let you get going, Jim, is the pay it forward question. We do, um, my last guest asked my next guest a question, and then you are going to ask my next guest a question. So the guy that asked you a question is none other than Justin Vogel, um, number 10 in the street stock class, multi-time national champion, very, very good guy. His mm -hmm. question to you is, how come Jim Urseth isn't a sponsor on Justin Vogel's car? Because Justin Vogel hasn't asked Jim Urseth. Hasn't called yet. Exactly. That's kind of what I told him after we were off the air. And I said, but it, it brings up a better question is as a sponsor, a, a, a business owner and that sort of stuff, what do you, what determines whether you're going to sponsor a, a show or a, a car or an event, something like that? Is there, is there something that goes through your head that like, yep, that's worthwhile or that's not worthwhile? Well, I don't look at it from a, you know, I don't look at racing in any way, shape or form as a, investment it's um, worthwhile. so yeah. it's you know it's it, it's going to help out a young driver can help out somebody who pays it forward is a good guy you know because honestly you know i, I don't know that my logo is going to be recognizable by the end of the season anyway on these cars uh, i sponsor myself i don't ask for you know right. i don't want to soak up anybody else's potential sponsorship money uh but um uh, you know, one of the things we're, we're, one of the recent acquisitions that Mark and I just made is a restaurant over in Superior, uh, Southeast yes. of Superior. Yeah. And uh, we're starting just our a couple of miles there. from Gondek Law Speedway. Yeah. yeah. And so we're probably going to be going to some folks to see if they want, we want to put our logo on their, on their vehicles and so forth the next year. Um, right. So it, you know, it, if it pertains, you know, my, my other companies don't really pertain, but certainly the DOT compliance does and so that would make sense yeah. to be on race cars yep yeah. makes perfect sense so yeah okay so my next guest is a guy by the name of austin lloyd who uh is is in racing in two different ways he's also an announcer like me i shouldn't say that he's also a really good announcer okay. i i'm okay announcer you're austin a good lloyd. announcer come on austin lloyd is is for a compliment. great <laughs> <laughs> No, Austin Lloyd is very, very good announcer. Like travels the sprint car circuit and uh, or like our local sprint car circuit here in Minnesota. He's at Houston's. He's at Jackson. He's very, very good. And that's his side hustle. Like uh, all of us announcers, none of us do it for a living except for Johnny Gibson and Rick Eshelman. But um, his real job is at my race pass. Like he's the client success guy for my race pass. And so what would your question for or Austin Lloyd be when it pertains to the show? Um, I guess my question for Austin and for any track announcers, do you realize that when the cars are going by, we can't hear you? <laughs> hey, there's something right here. Here's what all of us announcers know, though, is not... <laughs> 10 minutes after that show is the after that race is done you're back in the in the trailer watching that race on whoever recorded it for you's phone yeah. and there's messages that go out to the drivers subliminally through the announcer's mouth but that's a great question well i'm just you know i don't know i you know if he, i don't know what to what else to ask but uh yeah oh that's great i'm writing it down all right. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great, there's a lot of messages that go like 
everybody watches their race back on on dirt race central well and- now that there's dirt race central it makes more sense exactly yeah or you know and then i was in grand forks two years ago for a reunion and uh and i went to the races and, and it's a tin roof and between the announcer and his microphone and the race sound i actually had to get up and move out and move. into the open yeah, yeah. no when, when there's grandstand through the roof just trap that sound it seems oh, like yeah yes. yeah it's yeah, crazy yeah. so well, Jim, I, I thank you, for, A, for being on the show, and B, for the support of the show. Yeah. I, I really appreciate it. We're, we're trying to build something here big, and and, uh, and it won't get any bigger without a little support. So I appreciate it a, a ton, um, your you. friendship and your and your participation at the tracks. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure we'll see you soon. Well, appreciate uh, getting a chance to plug our services, and good luck to everybody this weekend. Keep it straight. I... Uh, I will be 90 miles offshore chasing tuna in Florida. So awesome. Instead of racing. So if the I'm fish, not there, right? What? The fish, right? Yes. Yes. Fish. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, very good, man. I, I appreciate the time and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. See ya. You bet.